Hi, and welcome back to Lost at Random. I'm Syl. And I'm Danielle. And today we watched Season 3, Episode 17, Catch 22. It's our 26th episode, and it's actually the episode immediately following our first episode. We have enough for an alphabet. Uh, yeah. Original air date, April 18th, 2007. So despite this being the episode immediately after the first episode we watched, I actually don't think there's that many uh, plot lines that, no. or in that episode that are relevant to this one. No, because that one was a very Juliet episode. This is a very Desmond episode. The Juliet just does show up for like maybe a minute. Our drink today was uh, Plum Deluxe's Rise and Shine Herbal Tea. Uh, we had to write this episode pretty early in the morning because jobs and whatnot. But yeah, um, I guess I'll let Danielle go on ahead whenever she's ready. I want to put some scarecrows around that early because like, relatively speaking for us, given our schedules. But anyway, <laughs> so we open on Desmond bushwhacking in the rain with Hurley, Charlie and Jen following him. Charlie's got a guitar strapped to his back. He and Hurley are arguing Flash versus Superman. I think uh, it sounds like Hurley's taking the side of the Flash versus Charlie taking Superman. And Hurley's like, well, but that's only if he's flying, not in like a foot race. And Charlie's like, oh, well, how many other handicaps do you want to give him? Like Kryptonian, blah, blah, blah. Charlie trips a trap and gets an arrow in the throat, which is a very abrupt opening. Yeah, what do you think about that? In the throat and to the episode. Desmond tries to stabilize, but then Charlie dies, predictably, because there's an arrow in his fucking throat. That's a way to start the episode off with a bang. And given I know, what, there's a funeral in the beginning of episode, or season four, uh-huh. this would seemingly check out, given that this does seem to be a late season three episode. And that seems very abrupt, very, um, yeah, I don't know. Not the way they would probably kill off a major character for after three seasons. Probably not. Yeah, but you never know. I don't know if you're how much you used to watch it back then, but the the foot race the foot race that they're talking about for charity Superman versus Flash that actually happened. That's that that was actually an episode of the animated series. I am solidly a Marvel girl. I mean, I know that the Justice League cartoon was going on, but I didn't keep up with it actively. Yeah, I don't remember much else about Justice League cartoon, but I do remember for a fact, I do remember that episode in particular, but yeah, Superman vs. Flash racing around the road for charity. I just, for some reason, that episode just stands out to my mind, which yeah. is weird. X-Men Evolution recorded on VHS tapes to give to my friend at school is what I did, <laughs> which is kind of strange for 2007. That's pretty late to be pulling out the VHS, but you know, it's not like you could rip to disc from your cable box, at least for me anyway. I guess that makes sense. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. We kind of see a flash, or it seems to be the same kind of like overexposed flashy things as uh, a hung body, or at least like feet dangling, a picture of Penny and Desmond, um, some other things. And we see Desmond back on the beach with a fishing pole. Desmond looks around, he sees Charlie with a water bottle, and he seems to be very confused. Desmond jogs over to Hurley and asks if he knows where the cable is buried under the sand on the beach. And Hurley is like, is this future crap? Desmond says, it's it's something. It's because someone's coming. And then we have titles. You've had slight exposure to Desmond's future crap before, I think. 
Probably. <laughs> I mean, like, I know I've seen other season three episodes. I'm just doing a... This is our sixth episode in season three. Yeah, I know. I can't think of any specific examples off the top of my head, though. I mean, they go through a few of them, like Desmond making the lightning post right before the lightning strikes. Oh, yeah. On Contemplative Beard Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when I thought it was the Contemplative Beard Man. Okay. Yeah. Which sure. is our third episode, which is way back when. Uh, and that was season three, episode four. Yep. So after he's been freshly marooned. Okay, so there's a big chunk of time between that and this. Okay. Where he's probably had other premonitions. All right. Potentially. Again, this is that kind of low fantasy level thing that we talked about last week. Do you want to try to do classes for these characters or do you want to move like, on from that? Uh, we could try. I don't think we did Desmond last time. We Did didn't. We? He was mentioned at all. I think it's more fair to do Desmond after you get to his backstory in sure. this episode. That makes sense. I still don't know enough about Jin. Charlie's a fucking bard. Charlie's obviously a bard, Charlie's yeah. A fucking Charlie's bard. a bard. I don't need to question that. Definitely good alignment. Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably chaotic he's, good. Yeah. Punk who's gotten into some trouble, but he ultimately wants to do the right thing. Yep, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you really don't know much about Jin. Nope. Hmm. Which is funny. Yeah, I'm not going to let us think of decide Jin. Yeah, I'm not going to let us decide anything else about Jin's backstory until you know some of his backstory, because you still haven't seen a Jin and Son episode, which nope. is un- amazing. Are they always paired like that, Jin and Son, for um, their backstory not, episodes? Not always, but okay. they're usually very tied into each other, which makes sense. They're, um, they're one of the only, you know, married couples on the island. Sure, I guess uh, Rose and Bernard's episodes are always about each other. Yeah, right. I'm not going to say anything else about Jin and Sun because you don't know. No, I really don't. So I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> flashback, it looks like prison Desmond. He's in gray sweats and he's reading a Bible. But then, like, n- no, nah, this is a monastery because it is definitely better outfitted than a prison cell. He's presented with robes. The monk tells Desmond the vow of silence is a test. The length, you know, goes for however long. Some people it's a week, some people it's months. He didn't think Desmond would last, but I stand corrected. You've passed the monk test. And he says, welcome, brother. And then Desmond takes the robes and finally speaks. Says, thank you, brother. Back on the island, Desmond goes up to greet, say good morning to Jack. And also asks Jack if he could borrow his first aid kit. Jack is a little skeptical. Desmond's like, oh, I just twisted my ankle. And Jack's like, you want me to look at it? And Desmond's like... It's just a sprain. I've taped many a leg. Curly stands off to the side, kind of looking in the distance awkwardly. Jack's like, hey, what's what, what you doing? And Hurley's like, oh, I'm just, just keeping Desmond company because we're super good friends. Super good friends. Jack is not s- skeptical and goes off to do whatever. I think this is one of those cases of it's such a bad, obvious lie. Jack's just like, I don't want to deal with this shit right now. Probably. And or he's distracted by a shiny new thing, Juliet. I mean, not really <laughs> new thing, but like, because they've hung they've, out together. But Yeah, I mean, at this point, they've known each other for most of this season. But we just, mm-hmm. the episode before this one, chronologically, is Where she Juliet's arrives, backstory. Yeah. Desmond's like, Hurley, you're going to give it away. And Hurley's like, I don't know. I just get excited. Is this because uh, is this because you saw someone get hurt? Are we we're we gonna save someone? And Desmond's like, you know, the flashes are more like a jigsaw puzzle, right? I see the pieces, but I don't have the front of the box, which is exactly what my metaphor is for lost at random. I am so excited. <laughs> don't know if you could tell on the couch. I didn't notice. I do. I get these puzzle pieces. I don't have the front of the box, and I'm 
I try to put it together, but also I have no way to affect the outcome. So all I can do is speculate. We're quickly approaching a thir- I mean, a quarter of the entire series done. His uh, puzzle pieces are Hurley pulling a cable out of the sand. and But then he's like, you know, if I tell you what the pieces are, it'll change the picture on the box, which is something I don't have here. Not magic. Hurley's like, you're not trying to make something stop happening. Are you? You want something to happen. And Desmond's like, yeah. Also, well, he sees flashes and things about Charlie dying, which happens a lot. Yeah, apparently. Um, you ha- Desmond did have kind of weird flashes in the season five episode we saw of Desmond's back with Desmond off the island, if I recall. Yeah. Well, he was getting flashes of the island and Penny was like, what's going on? Why are yeah. we stopping the boat to go look at- for a physicist at Oxford? This yeah. is real weird. Um, is there anything else about this time period that, like, that we've seen so far that you want to mention at this point? Not really. There's nothing significant on the beach or the monastery that I can tell. Makes sense. All right, yeah, well, carry on. Sawyer comes up to Kate's tent, uh, calls her Freckles, and she's like, Hey, I thought no nicknames. And he says, uh, You went around when I lost the bet, so you're exempt. He pops in, and she's changing, and he's very much just like a gazy thing and she's like okay my eyes are up here blah 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 yeah definitely uh, just a fan shot fan of, shot of, yeah he asks her did you tell him as in did she tell jack about her and sawyer and she says no but he knows he saw some one of those surveillance monitors uh he's like oh i thought there weren't cameras whoops i guess one of them was active all oh, those pervs it's flirty banter blah 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 Oh, yeah. Out on the beach, Jin is making a fishing spear. Desmond needs Jin with them, so they go and Pearly proposes it as camping. And Jin is like, ah, ah, yes, camping. Camping. And then uh, I guess he's on their team. (laughs) He totally knows what they're asking. And then we go to, I guess, Desmond approaching Charlie. And Charlie's like, how daft do you think I am? This isn't a camping trip. You've had another one of your visions, haven't you? Desmond is looking at him, saying, okay, someone's coming to the island. And Charlie's like, well, it's got nothing to do with me. And Desmond's like, right, nothing to do with you specifically. And Charlie's like, right, but you haven't previously told Jen or Hurley that they're going to die. Desmond has good poker face and says, oh, that's not going to happen this time. Charlie says, well, can I bring my guitar at least? And Desmond's like, absolutely. Uh, Charlie says, <laughs> ah, you had me worried for a second. And Desmond's face falls a little bit as he recalls an arrow Going into Charlie's throat. Which, at this point, we never see this pairing because we, you know Charlie's dead by the time it happens, but I feel like Charlie and Miles would have had good dialogue together. Yeah. Hmm. That kind of makes me wonder, do you think Miles was brought in to fill, like, the Charlie hole dialogue-wise to be, like, the skeptic... Or not skeptics, the snarky 20, 30-something... I don't know. Well, it's. I'm not going to say anything about that because you don't quite know exactly what happens to Charlie or Claire. Based on the dialogue. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like the the kind of straight man. Yeah. Yeah, versus like all these people being like, I have feelings. I'm not going to talk about my feelings, but I have feelings. No, I mean, Charlie has a lot of feelings, but luckily his relationship was pretty damn straightforward. He's like, oh, I like that one. But. Yeah. Relationships are reciprocal, kids. Also, friendly reminder. Um, <laughs> yeah. I still need to catch up on The Bachelor. but uh, yeah. No, you don't. It's terrible. That's I like watching The Dumpster Fire, which is why I'm watching Lost. 
hey oh. Anyway, we're on the beach. It looks like, I'm not sure if it's all of them, at least uh, Jen and Charlie definitely for sure are whistling the theme from Hogan's Heroes. I think that's what it is. It's a theme I definitely recognize. I've never seen Hogan's Heroes. It was, um, I forget what it originally aired on, but I do know reruns ran on I mean, I know the movie was like 1960s, 70s. Do you know the premise? Vaguely. World War II American prisoners of war are held in a German camp, but they have hijinks. And yeah. Okay. They yeah, keep I just trying never, to escape I haven't, I haven't its amiable relationship with the, their captors. And it was very, like, obviously, I think from like the 60s or something, because it's like, yeah. ho ho, we can laugh about World War II, but it's also kind of horrifying when you think about it. It is a movie that I have been needing to watch at some point. I haven't seen the movie. I didn't even know there was a movie version, but. It's yeah. where, it was a movie, be- um, like MASH, there was a movie before the TV show. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I just remember my my high school ex watched it frequently, hmm. um, along with other PBS things because we were PBS kids. I was not. So there's they're whistling the Hogan's Heroes theme. Pretty sure it's the Hogan's Heroes theme song. Jen finds the wire that they followed from a jungle. Apparently, it's like a thick cable. It's like power line kind of kind of a wire. Uh, Hurley finds it, picks it up, and, yep. then... and it goes directly into the water. It so. goes directly into the water through the jungle, and Hurley's like, you know, I almost got kebobbed by one of Rousseau's spiky death trap things. And everyone's like, uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't go to the jungle. And Desmond's like, we're not going to go to the jungle. We're, uh, we're going to camp here. Charlie asks Desmond when his mysterious someone gets there, and Desmond says, soon, and then kind of storms off. Um, next, we see the monastery. Desmond is helping in the winery it looks like they're bottling or he's putting labels on bottles the labels say mariah vineyards and desmond's like well this is a kind of a weird name to pick for our, our wine right because mount mariah was the mountain where abraham was asked to kill isaac which isn't really the most festive locale but the abbot is like well you know isaac was spared after all and it's not the sacrifice the point is that it was a test the whole entire Desmond Monk backstory to me seems kind of odd. They give Desmond like a new job every backstory. Yeah, they do. I mean, sailing, monk, prisoner, soldier. At, yeah, hints at military. It's entirely possible he could have gone. Oh, it very much things. is. And it's just say, one I mean, of those it's just sort of like reinforces the idea that he goes wherever he feels called. Whether it be service to a religious calling, so, or to queen and country, or... So Desmond would be a multi-class character? Um, I would be inclined to accept that. Um, some monk levels because, here, some soldier level, um, some fighter levels yeah, there. Yeah, so I guess we could see this, like, if we were looking at it in a meta way. A player who isn't entirely sure what he wants Desmond to be... Other than consistently, maybe the DM is like, I'm tired of this. Here, I'm going to hand you a slip of paper. This is what's happening. <laughs> and then he's like, shit, I need to figure this out. It's it, it, it's a, a player that has a really great accent, but doesn't quite know what character he wants to go along with it. And he just kind of leans on the fact that I'll just call everyone brava. Yeah, which I kind of feel like this entire backstory is just a way to explain why he calls everyone brother. They're like, why does Desmond call people brother? Do we need to explain that? Not really, but we're going to. He was a monk. 
Still better than the reason why Jack got his tattoo. I don't remember that. Have you, we seen that? You have not seen it yet. I'm sure I'm going to have thoughts, because we're talking about the one that has characters on it, right? Yes, the one that, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to save that long side for when I actually see it. <laughs> it's a terrible um, episode. Using on the nature of sacrifice for our lord. A monk comes in and says, Abbot, there's a man down by the gates, but the man down by the gates is caught up, shoves by, he's here to see Desmond. He marches in, punches Desmond in the face, and walks out. Everyone's kind of like, what? And Desmond apologizes to the abbot. Yeah, that was just kind of abrupt. Like, no one bothers to stop him, no one says anything. He just walks in, punches Desmond in the face, and then leaves. Uh, back on the island, Kate is eating. She says, hey, to Jack, and notes that the oatmeal is awesome. And it's weird being back, not looking to escape a cage. Jack says, oh, enjoy it, because I'm sure something's going to go wrong soon enough. And then they have dumb, flirty banter. Not just flirty banter, it just feels dumb to me. Yes, very dumb. That's very subjective on my end. He asks to borrow Kate's spoon. She's, like, sure, and licks it. Which, on one hand, if she's eating oatmeal, yes, that makes sense. On the other hand, "Mm, let me lick a thing that's going to go in your mouth, Jack. (laughs) Jack brings food over to Julia. Kate watches with a look, because I guess she's used to being the only hot girl that everyone's attracted to. She then goes to Sawyer's tent and interrupts his reading. I didn't get a look at what he was reading. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell what it was either. I don't think there actually there was a cover on. I think there might have been a name on the binding, but I'm there not was sure. A, there was a cover, but it was a paperback, so it was hard to see. Yeah. Anyway, Kate just interrupts his reading, straddles him, and starts making out with him, and he's like, are you crying? And she's like, shut up. Yeah, I don't really have much to say on this other than, like, it kind of just confirms to me that Kate and Jack are both terrible people, and maybe they deserve each other because they're terrible people. I mean, like, I have a little (laughs) bit more leeway with Kate, because I feel like, I mean, she does have heart motivating her, even though she's a little bit on the selfish side. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, but you've seen her do some pretty terrible things, like Nathan Fillion. Yeah. You've seen a lot of her future off-island story. Maybe. Kind of. Future to where we're at, but contemporary on the island timeline? I don't know, it's confusing. (laughs) Yeah, it's Um, definitely confusing. Let's see. On the beach, Jin is telling Korean ghost stories, and this was a case where I almost wished we had... Closed captioning. Yeah, I really want to know what he know, was saying. I want to know what that story that. was. I'm assuming it's a Korean ghost story. He definitely changed his pitch a few times, and then had a he, holding the flashlight under your face for Max camping's spooky story effect, and yeah. definitely did like a jump scare with his hand, uh, which got Hurley. Our Charlie is strumming things. Hurley's like, my turn. Have you ever hear- heard about the chupacabra? It's like a bear with spines, but Mexican, which is false because it's, well, I mean, I guess it is kind of bearish. Like, I know it's like a goat eater. They, the appearance of it is pretty changing. Uh, yeah, and then when people report chupacabra bodies, it's usually just dogs with mange that have been out for yeah. a few days. But yeah, anyway, I used to be obsessed with them in high school. I used to draw them. Okay. Side note. Anyway, Desmond is off to the side looking at his photo with Penny. Charlie comes up and is like, who is she? And uh, wants to know uh, how Desmond left her behind and came here. And Desmond said, oh, I was a coward. 
She said, with enough money and determination, you can find anyone. And I thought it was true for a while. And that's what's kept me going for the last three years. Which we know to be facts on our end, because we've seen her with stations around the world. I don't remember if that's before or after this episode. Uh, which one? Uh, the one with the Antarctic station. That would be before this, because that was season, that two. Was season two's finale. Okay. okay, gotcha. I don't think we've... I don't, I don't know if we've seen Because, like, did we Penny know... mentioned until now? Was, except for that picture? Because I, I was going to say, did we... I mean, I guess we wouldn't if it was the finale, but we, would we have known who the blonde woman was at the end of season two when they're like, call Ms. Widmore, and she's like... It briefly... It mentioned her during the backstory of that episode. Okay. But that would have been, like, the first time... I'm pretty sure, because I... It's, as far as we know... Desmond shows up beginning of season two, and then at the very end of season two. Okay. And that's, okay. as far as we know, that's it. I see. Anyway, as they're mulling over this photo, we hear helicopter beats overhead. Hurley says, uh, it's, uh, are helicopters supposed to sound like that? And probably not, because the beats are very inconsistent. They seem to be slowing. We see a splash in the ocean offshore. Desmond does a, oh my god kind of mouth thing. Uh, Hurley says, oh, we gotta do something. Uh, as if they're gonna go out on a boat to the ocean? Not sure. Or just jump in? I don't know. Or jump I in. I quite I, sure. I mean, I, I get the impulse to rush in. Yeah. Everyone rushes in. Magnus rushes in. <laughs> Desmond, or Jin says, look, he points up, there seems to be a little red flare attached to something or someone. Desmond seems very hopeful suddenly and he starts going towards it and Charlie's like, um, Remember how we talked about Rousseau's death traps? Let's maybe not go in the jungle in the middle of the night. Yeah. Desmond's like, no, we all gotta go. And Charlie's like, well, guess you're gonna go without me. Jin and Hurley are watching the two of them. And Desmond's like, fine, we'll leave at first light then, together. In the flashback, we have a knock on the door of a flat. The man who punched Desmond answers it. And Desmond asks him, hey, is uh, is your sister here? And the man's like, fuck you. The woman comes up and she says, Derek, it's fine. We'll talk. Uh, the woman's name is Ruth. She's a brunette lady. Uh, Desmond's, she's like, so you became a monk? And he's like, well, I'm a novice until, a novitiate until the out approves. Now that my initiation's done, I owe you an explanation And she says, Desmond, you could never explain what happened. You left the week before our wedding after everything was paid for and bought. We dated for six years. The closest you've come to a religious experience was the Celtic winning the cup, which also I totally understand why she'd be angry because holy shit, weddings are expensive. Yeah, yeah, we're we're figuring that out. If you left me... After we've been eating for all so long, and after we'd put it down deposits, no, I would, no, not in, not in my house, out. Not even to sit on the couch. Even to be a monk? Shoo. <laughs> uh, so, I get uh. frustration, but Desmond's kind of like, okay, you want to know what happened? Uh, I drank a lot of pints. Uh, and then I asked a uh, higher power for guidance, and then I woke up in the street with a man standing over me saying, Can I help you, brother? And I knew I was just supposed to go with them. I saw he had a ropey belt thing, and I was like, Okay. And she's like, 
understandably frustrated with this and oh, yeah. tells him, next time you want to break up with someone, don't join a bloody monastery. Just tell the girl you're bloody scared. And then we transition to uh, Island. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts on that whole weird scenario? Yikes. Is most of my thoughts. Yeah. And again, it's it's maybe because, like, wedding planning is present in my mind-ish. I don't know. It's a thing I'm punting out for a while time-wise. But, <laughs> yikes. I mean, it is easier to call off a wedding than it is to call off a marriage. But, holy shit, Desmond. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, you heard some... Even if you have some... a vow of silence, you can write, I believe? Is that not? I, I have uh-huh. no idea how they work. I'm sure it's different based upon what the vow is. But I can Not also... Order. Yeah. You heard some stories in a future episode about Desmond about him running away from things. And this kind of shows just how far he's willing to go to run away from things. Yikes. Again, I don't really have any deep commentary besides... Oof. It's a mood. Yeah. No, I understand. There's not much... Yeah. And again, one of those things, there's not terribly much to go off of at the moment. So... I mean, the, like, there's nothing, like, lore-relevant no, in here except for... other than Desmond runs but, away yeah. and just is impulsively like, yeah, this guy who's helping me up, I'm gonna follow him. Yeah. Back on the island, we have some flirty Juliet and Jack banter, blah, 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 blah. Sora comes by and is like, I hope I'm not interrupting. Are you arguing over who's your favorite other? I just... Sawyer's lines are so gold. Um... <laughs> Jack wants to tell Sawyer about some... No, I think Sawyer wants to tell Jack about some developments. It's the ping pong table. I think it's the one from the bunker. Uh, Sawyer's like, you know, if we don't play every 108 minutes, the island will explode. And this is also flirty banter. But this is more acceptable flirty banter than, like, the the, the Kate-Jack flirty banter. I I don't know. I Kate, that, that whole Kate-Jack... All the all of Kate's interactions this episode is are this episode is are really weird. Yeah. Kind of forced. Yeah. Versus this is some natural hey. Yeah. Let's play some ping pong and make grunts at each other. Yeah. So mm. let's see. Uh jungle. Charlie asks asks what's hap- what happens next. Desmond kind of elides the uh, situation, says, you know, I've saved your life three times, so you should just trust me. Charlie notices a, uh, like a dashboard hula girl thing on the ground. Desmond looks up, because, you know, you really should look up, especially here, and spots a backpack, climbs up, dumps its contents. There is a book that says Ardil 22 and a satellite phone. The satellite, the screen on the sat phone flashes before going dark, and Hurley and Jen are like, oh, it's out of batteries. I feel like if it was out of batteries, it wouldn't have even flashed. Yeah, I think it's strange to me that it's out of batteries, considering the fact that she just jumped out of a plane. It seems like very poor management, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Desmond opens the book and sees a photo of himself and Penny, and Hurley's like, who is that? And Charlie says, that's Penny, because he knows because of the conversation last night. Yeah. Uh, What language is Ardell? A-R-D-I-L? I do not know. <laughs> uh, it is Portuguese. Oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting. ruse, trick, or stratagem. Oh, okay. I will not look up Ardell 22 because that's the name of an episode and I will get episode things. Yeah, don't do that. I figure just looking at the word is within our acceptable range of my Google abilities. Yes, nothing else. Okay. So it's a Portuguese copy of Catch-22, I think. 
Oh, that would make sense with the name of that episode. Uh, uh, oh, that's cute. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I guess it's a catch-22, and yes, Desmond is like, do I go after who I think is Penny, or do I save my friend's life? But also, we had a very obvious book on the screen with the very iconic cover. Yeah. But it says Ardville 22. Yeah. This yeah. book is not, or this, not the book, this, this, this show is not very subtle. No, it's if not subtle If they can sneak in the whatsoever. episode title somewhere, they will. So. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Realizations. <laughs> On the beach, Kate is washing her neck in, like, some kind of half-barrel container of water thing. Sawyer brings her a tape and says, here's your mixtape, because earlier when, um, she was trying to have sexy times. He's like, do you want me to like make you a mixtape or something? And she's like, shut up. I just want to have sex. Um, she says, best to Phil Collins. He's like, well, it's, it's what I can do with what I have here to work with. Uh, don't tell Bernard if he asks. Also, why did you jump me the other night? You ain't got to ease me, Freckles. All you got to do is ask. I also can just totally imagine Bernard with the best of Phil Collins playing <laughs> in their tent. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah. And again, it's all kind of straightforward what's going on yeah, here. Yeah. Because you've seen what's happening leading up to this. I for, let's see. Basically, the stuff that's going on on the mm-hmm. beach right now is boring as hell. Yes. Um, I for, I didn't mention it because it was in, like, a flirty banter umbrella, I guess. Uh, Sawyer asked if he and Kate talked at all. Or if Jack and Kate had talked at all, and Jack was like, mm, a little bit, but I had dinner with Juliet, so Sawyer's putting the pieces together, because he's a reader and can do context clues and make inferences. <laughs> Let's see. Charlie asks Desmond, why why, why didn't you just say you thought this is Penny coming up? Because, like, we would have been all in on Team Rescue, come and get your girl. Uh, Desmond's like, I just, I, eh? Shrug? <laughs> he doesn't have a good explanation. He doesn't really it. know how this time... Flash thing, mind travel works. Uh, it starts raining, and Hurley's like, Thanks for telling us to bring an umbrella, dude. And Desmond gets more sad because it was raining in his vision of Charlie getting arrowed to the neck. We flash to the monastery. Desmond is getting drunk on wine, singing some song who I assume is a, it, it assume it's a sports song for like the, the, the Celtic, which I, I'm gonna assume is like a football team. With the foot. Yeah, actual football. Um, and the abbot calls him out on this because he's like, okay, that wine goes for over a hundred quid. And, uh, you know, we only make 108 cases of that a year. Desmond apologizes uh, and says he will take the penance. And the abbot says, you're beyond that. Um, and he calls him Desmond and Desmond's like, not brother Desmond. He's like, mm, you're essentially fired. Desmond's like, but I heard the call. And Abbott says, "You, yes, you heard a call, but I think you're spending too much time running away to realize what you're running towards. Then we go to the jungle. Uh, Hurley says, Desmond's in a, in a rush. He's like, okay, come on, keep up. And Hurley's like, hey, I'm going as fast as I can. It's not like I'm a Flash or anything. And then he and Charlie start their argument about Flash versus Soups. Yep. Uh, Desmond watches the trap. He sees it. He, I mean, he follows the wires and sees where the air is going to go. And then at the last second, he yells, duck, jumps on Charlie to prevent him from dying. 
The arrow is very close to Charlie's head. Charlie glares at Desmond. Well, the arrow strikes his... Um, <clears throat> it strikes his yeah, guitar. It strikes the guitar it, it strikes his back. guitar in the neck. Yeah. So it's still gotten into a neck, just not, not a not, not a fleshy Charlie's one. Neck. Yeah. I mean, it's still Charlie's neck, but it's Charlie's guitar's neck. Yeah. Um, they, uh, do, you want, do you have any thoughts before I keep going? Um, I don't really have any thoughts at this point. I know that there was, I think it's... The question I want to ask, I think we'll, you might cover uh-huh. it very soon. Yeah. So. Uh, team splits up, or if, if they get to a kind of a fork. It's not super much of a fork, but you know, Jen is like, we should go this way, because I see something. And Desmond's like, no, i got to go on this path. And for a second, everyone's like, well, I don't like you and Jen and Charlie and I go. And Charlie's like, no, I'll, I'm going to go with Desmond, and then you and you and Jen can go down that way. Which, you know, is a good excuse to uh, get them alone so Charlie can be like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, what the hell, dude? Uh, do, were you just going to let me take an arrow to the neck? Like you said, duck. Desmond says, yeah, I was supposed to let you die, but it's bloody pointless. I keep saving your life. Maybe God is testing me. Uh, as Desmond is on the precipice of another religious something or other, <laughs> uh, Jen shouts... They go over. There is a body suspended from a parachute in a tree. It appears to be unconscious. So, how many <clears throat> times do you, What do you think Desmond's done to save Charlie's life thus far? Because we haven't seen any of that that I... Well, we've seen it once that I know of. But we haven't seen anything uh, else. Are we counting the bunker explosion? As um, one of those, or... I wouldn't. I mean, that, kind of, that does make sense, actually. You might want to, Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if that's counting towards us because I don't think there was a weird pre-science yeah, thing to that. Uh, a premonition. Yeah, a premonition type yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I guess the only one I've seen is that lightning. And yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. What happened on, what happened on the beach between then and now? Uh, Find out on a future episode. We definitely have like 10 to 10 12 episodes yeah. between those for me to figure that out. <laughs> so a lot could have happened. Uh, the next scenes are kind of interspersed. We have a flashback and them cutting this body down. Um, so in the, uh, flashback, it's the monastery. Desmond returns the robes to the abbot. Abbot's like, well, I thought you were just going to leave. And Desmond's like, I almost packed these away, but had to say goodbye. Abbot says, okay, well, brother so-and-so is going to go down in a few hours. I got one more job for you if uh, you want to wait before getting that ride into town. And Desmond's like, sure. It's uh, it's loading a hundred cases of their wine into the back of somebody's SUV, which also like, wow, let's, let's put an indicator on how wealthy this person is, because earlier the Abbot specifically said, we only make, make 108 cases a year, so the fact that the vast majority of those are going into the back of this. Well, van. my thoughts are is it could be a reseller type scenario. Yeah. Then um, again, also if they make a hundred and eight cases a year, it could also be older vintages. Yeah, I was I was doing some quick math. Those weren't typically a case of wine is going to be twelve bottles. Those the cases for this are a little bit bigger than that because they're actual wooden cases. But I was just doing some quick math in my head, and I'm I'm, I'm going to assume. 16 to probably this for math i'm gonna say 24 bottles of wine a case so 24 at 100 bucks each that's 2400 quid a case times 108 that's about 50 you know wait do you know what a quid is compared to a 
I do not know quid. I, cur- I think a quid is a, a quid is slang for a pound. I know I they're say. a little bit different depending on the year, but mm-hmm. yeah. Either way, it's still twenty four hundred quid a case, hundred eight cases. So that's a decent amount of cash that they they get mm-hmm. in from this. So that um, is a lot of wine. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, hundred and eight cases of wine actually isn't. Depending on how big it is, that's yeah. really is not this, much. So, would you say this is like somebody getting it for, uh, like a like a hotel thing of bars, or like? I mean, if they're that, if, if, or if they go, one if, big party at a gala, like if what is I the mean, context you would normally see this many? If wine you're, cases? I mean, if they're a hundred, if they're a hundred dollar bottle, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I don't know the quid to whatever um, U.S. dollar ratio. But $100 a bottle is not the type of thing we're going to open them all at once. It's probably the type of thing where they might they, they sell it to one person, and that person is the distributor, and the distributor is going to sell it to other small stores and maybe private vendors or maybe even, like, um, if it's that limited, maybe even some sort of, like, raffle or um, auction. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is calling out numbers, just not the just Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but it, it, it might even be for, like, an auction type scenario that x number exactly okay so but i don't know how well regarded this wine is so yeah anyway so desmond is loading these cases we have flirty banter as it's a blonde lady it's penny um weird juxtaposition is desmond's climbing a tree cutting the parachute down and then the, the guys take the parachute to use as like a funded thing for the body to drop onto rather than the ground uh, Penny is apparently taking these hundred cases to Carlisle, which sounds like a place and not a person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a place. She introduces herself as Penelope, but you can call me Penny. Also, uh, man, also, I just don't think a hundred cases could actually fit in the back of that truck. I don't be- think so either. But whatever, that's another thing um, for another day. And she's like, kind of implies like, hey, you're you're gonna come with me to unload them, right? And he's like, well, and she's like, it'd be weird if a former monk had plans. He's like, I don't. It's cute, flirty banter. This episode mm-hmm. has a lot of flirty banter. Varying, it does, but varying levels. this one, this one, this one at least seems a little bit more reasonable than whatever weird Kate flirty banter was going on. I don't know. Kate was just acting really strange. I know. So. I'm just saying that we had a, a range of flirty banter from like Kate being weird to like the Desmond Penny interaction to the ping pong flirty banter. Flirty banter. <laughs> episode title calling it now got it parachuter is alive desmond's very like ah stand back uh penny 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 are you okay but we get the helmet off and he's not he's not that i mean he is anxious he's super as, anxious but yeah not as rapid as i'm trying to make him sound we get the helmet off but it's a brunette woman it's naomi but Ooh. she does say desmond before passing out and then we get credits. Yeah, which, of course, at this point, normally people would not know that who Naomi is or any of the stuff that's going on. Okay. Um, but <laughs> Thoughts about how any of that went? I think that was a very interesting way as to how um, Desmond met Penny. Not quite what I would have expected their first interaction to be. but I, I don't know what I would have expected their first interaction to be because... Initially, it seemed like he was a prisoner, but he was kind of maybe impl- implicated in there because of something Charles Woodmore did or said. I don't know. But he was a soldier beforehand, and then maybe it's one of those, like, rich girl soldier boy things. I just I just 
did the soldier boy arm thing, but you can't see because it's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I would have had any like preconceived notions of how Penny and Desmond met. Yeah. So I'm like, sense. sure, monastery wine thing. All right, I'll Whatever. buy it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, anything else for this episode you want to uh, go over? I think over? it's interesting it's pretty... that Naomi's reading Catch-22 in Portuguese. If uh, that's her backpack, I don't know. I don't know enough about Naomi other than she was part of a privateer or a private outfit looking for Desmond. The other thing was that the, that Catch-22 copy she had had the picture of Penny and Desmond in it. Well, yeah, and I figured the picture is to be like, okay, this is who you're looking for. He might be shaggy, but this is... This is what you're going to use to try and ID him. Yeah, and you've seen a tiny bit of Naomi's backstory. A very, very tiny bit. Where she was facing uh, Oceanic Lawyer being like, this is the team that I'm working with for this retrieval? Yeah. What the fuck? So maybe they were, ex- for some reason, expecting... I don't... I'm not sure why there would be anyone Portuguese, actually. I don't... Yeah, yeah I sure. don't know. That's That's a puzzle. Or maybe she just... Knows Portuguese? Maybe. Mm. I mean, I know that Charlotte was the one that knew all the languages in that team, but yeah. I know Naomi's. Then they briefly mentioned that she knows multiple languages as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe it's just another detail that the writers put in because, like, why not? But some, it some probably has a purpose for some reason. Some some, some writer owned a copy of a Portuguese. A Portuguese copy of Catch-22 and is like, like, ha ha ha, this would be clever. Or like the islands that they launched from might have been a former Portuguese colony. I, I don't uh, yeah, know enough whatever. about Pacific to go down that route. So, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got? Okay. That's um, all I got for you. Yeah, as I said, this is a kind of straightforward episode where we already know the conclusion to most of these yep. stories. Yeah, we, uh, we watched Desmond try his hand at being a monk class, trying to multi-class in the monk level before the DM was like, no. No. No, no Desmond. <laughs> cool. Um, I guess it's time to do the outros then for the yeah. Yeah. This is uh, episode. Socials, I guess. Uh, you can find me on or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lost at random where we post new episodes. It's mostly just for posting new episodes. If you want to interact with us, you're more than welcome to. Part of me is like, you know, if there's loss-related news, we could pop it in and you can comment on it, but I'm not going to read it because spoilers. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Daumari, D-A-U-M-A-R-I, where very occasionally I will put my thoughts on hashtag lost at random. Most of the time I'm just typing in my Google Doc, though, and I'm mostly tweeting about mammals this month because it is Mammal March Madness! Go Bengal Tigers, uh, and then you can find still no polar mostly bears, just on. They've been they've been in it before. I know, but they've made it not pretty this year. far before. Yeah, and just not this year. You're not really on any of the social media things, nope. except for Untapped. If you want to keep an eye on what beers we're drinking here and throughout outside the week. of here, <laughs> uh, and that would be Untapped. Uh, he's on Untapped at the Sly Still. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, We'll see you next time, whenever, however that is. Yes. And yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.